everyone. Good evening, children of the corn. Why did I say that? Do I even know what that means? I don't. I don't know who children of the corn are. Are you a child of corn? What is your relation to corn? Or were you born on the cob? But these are all questions that you can write in to Podgis and set the record straight. What a, what a bizarre opening thing. You know why? You know why it's bizarre? I'm a little distracted. I bet you noticed something's a little different, maybe. Uh, and, and you say, August, you say, August, what is different? Maybe, what is that you're wearing? And I say, it's a t-shirt. But I'm being coy. And you're going to be like, oh, you're going to make me pull it out of you, aren't you? And I'm going to be like, <laughs> I don't know. And you're going to say, okay. What kind, uh, let me take a good look at that t-shirt and I'm going to say, well, okay, fine. Huh. And you're going to say, and you're going to say, who? Hey, Algus, who the heck is that on your shirt? Who the heck is that fox? And I'm going to say, oh, and you're going to say, why are you being bashful when I ask you who was on the shirt? And, and they'll be like, why, why, what reason would you be bashful unless you were the one on the shirt? And I would say, that is correct. Boy, you Sherlock Holmes. What a deduction that was to come to the conclusion that yes, indeed, it is me on this shirt. And you know what that means? Some of you will be like, well, isn't that wonderful? I'll just... Good for you. You got yourself on a shirt. I hope that's a shirt that you will cherish forever and ever and ever. And you will wear it until the threads come apart. And it's a whole, and I hope you could cherish this shirt and it's going to be so great. I'm lighting a candle. One second. Yep. Mmm. And you're going to say, and you're going to say, Alex, good for you. You got a t-shirt with your shirt on it, with yourself on it. That's really, that's borderline narcissistic. And I'm going to say, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Hold your horses before you jump to any conclusions about my self-opinion. Listen, it's not, I didn't just get a shirt with me on it because I'm a fucking narcissist. No, guess what? It's it's a shirt. <laughs> it's it's merchandise. Wow, this reveal is taking so long, but I'm having fun. So screw you. Um, it's merchandise. I say to you. So I'm gonna say I'm not a raging narcissist because what narcissist would get a shirt with the with themselves on it and then say everyone should have this shirt? That doesn't sound like a narcissist to me. A narcissist would be like. I want a shirt of me and <laughs> and no one else can have one. I am a generous narcissist. That's like, that's pretty nice. Is it narcissism to say, here's a shirt with me on it and everyone should have a shirt with me on it if they pay me, of course. And lo and behold, where was I going with that? Where am I going with this camera? Look, look at that. My whole bed is covered in t-shirts of all types. Look at that. All different kinds. You can get black, you can get blue. This is but a small sample of what you can purchase online. This is the longest commercial of all time. Anyways, 
Um, I decided it's large and it's baggy. And look, 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 look. I'm wearing leggings again. Lieutenant Dan. New leggings. Did you see? Did you see? I'm sure you saw. I hope you didn't see too much. <laughs> you get it? Um, <laughs> uh, new merch. Okay, so you can go to merchmonkey.ca to purchase t-shirts. So get a t-shirt, please. All joking aside, I am not a narcissist. If you know me personally, you know that I have a crippling uh, self-esteem problem, crippling um, self-belief issues, crippling anti-narcissism, you know? So um, help, help a self-loathing girl out. I'm a comedian. That means there is a, there is a beautiful oxymoronic paradoxical collision of narcissism and audacity and self-loathing. I think in order to be a comedian, you have to have both. That a narcissistic streak enough to think my opinions are are not only superior, but worth everyone's undivided rapt attention. I want everyone in a room to hang on my every word because what I have to say and the things I think are, are so important, <laughs> you know? So that's a little bit of narcissism, but there's a there's a healthy amount of self-loathing because, you know, a lot of our material digs into our very beings and, and uh, our our fodder is our flaws. That didn't make grammatical sense, but it sure was poetic. Our fodder. Yeah, that no, that made sense. Our fodder is our flaws. We're talking, okay, grammatically, let's break it down. Our fod fodder is is like a group, a grouping of things, but it's identified in the singular. One fodder, <laughs> one fodder, one modder, <laughs> and they make a daughter. <gasps> that was so dumb. But thank you for joining me. Thank you for tuning into Podgis. This is me doing my best with my voice. I have decided to, uh, at the, at the, in, at the advice of a trans woman with the most beautiful voice I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, she told me not to focus on pitch, not to focus on pitch, but instead to focus on resonance and inflection and breathing and breathing you know let's all take a second and breathe have you breathed today make sure you get your breaths in it's time for your daily breaths if you haven't breathed yet join me in a couple breaths ah you don't have to make a musical note when you breathe you don't have to do anything just do it just breathe. Okay, I shouldn't point this fan at the microphone. That's that's the thing. I know that's going to create problems. Okay. <clears throat> but you know what? I'll tell you this. Uh, for as self-loathing as I typically am, 
I feel, so far, pretty good in my voice. And it, I hope it doesn't seem like I'm trying too hard, because I am. I'm trying a little hard. It gets so much easier and more comfortable as the day goes on, you know? But I'll tell you this as well. The inflection and whatever uh, the intonation, whatever it is that makes you talk like this and um, whatever makes you say like things like slay and work and, and um, it is, I, I feel like my speech patterns are and a little bit androgynous, probably flexing, probably more towards the male side. It's how I was, um, it's how I was raised. But it's interesting, like practicing, you have to, it's interesting practicing, speaking in a different way. And like the impulse inside of me that says that was like always trained, like growing up, if I were to talk like this, for example, somebody would be like, don't be gay. That's a gay way to talk. And so I've had that so scared out of me that the irony is here I am trying to train to talk gay again. I want to train to talk gay. I want to be the gayest. I want to talk gay. You guys get a shirt. Oh, did I even say the, the website? Merchmonkey.ca. God damn it. Um, I'll probably put the link in uh, the description of whatever you're watching. And um, yeah, Merchmonkey.ca. I have a page there. You can get all different styles. Tank tops, uh, hoodies, uh, t-shirts. I think there's more, but that's all I can remember right now. It's all unisex. Uh, they got all kinds of sizes. All kinds of colors. I know I'm just showing you blue and black, but that's because I love this blue. It's so nice and it matches my eyes. Are they the same? So there you go. That's another selling point. If you want a So Brave Al Val t-shirt in advance of my special coming out, which is called So Brave, we don't have a release date on that yet. It is taking fucking forever, but it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Um, but if you want an Alval Iris Blue, then we sell those. You can get an Alval Blue, Alval Iris Blue. <laughs> Is this sexy when I do this with my face? Is this gonna help? Uh, you, you need to buy a t-shirt or I'm gonna melt away. Every dollar of American or Canadian currency that goes into... Uh, the selling of my merchandise goes towards Botox, which will help lift my skin back up. It is slowly melting down my face, and I need every dollar I can get to fund my crippling face melting. Um. Um. So yeah, that's all happening right here, right, right off the top. Sorry, it took so goddamn long. I take a long time to make my points, but you know, that's why you're here, isn't it? It's not about the destination, it's about the journey. When it comes to me, Al Val, when you listen to me, I d let's be honest, you're not listening for 
the destination. No, come to think of it, podcasting isn't about the destination. It's about the journey. And you guys, I assume, listen and watch podcasts because you like how I do it. Because you like how I do it. And you and your big fans of mine and you're fucking such sluts for me and with your big bubbly asses, just turn around and spank that ass for me. Okay. <laughs> is that is that gay or is that just, that's horny no matter which way you swing. Um, I'm currently wearing a large. That's why it's so baggy. I could have wore something. I could have wore something smaller. Hey, look, if you want to pay extra, I'll give you the one that I'm wearing right now. I'll bathe in it. Fuck it. I'll soak it in my own bath water. Or you can pay me even more to opt out of that. You can be like, yes, I would like your shirt, but don't do the bath thing. I will pay you any amount of money to not do the bath thing. And ha ha what a great little business woman I am for just now thinking of that. Okay. Um, fun news. Look at the mood I'm in. I feel so sparkling. I'm in a sparkling mood right now. Can you tell? In my irises, I'm sparkling. Okay. So, resonance. Resonance and breathing. But every time I breathe, it gets all bassy. Fucking whatever. Um, this is exciting news. Last week, I officially changed over all my federal records. Oh, I, I got, I ordered a new passport. Ooh, I need to tell my agent about that. Whoops. Uh, it's been a week. Uh, <laughs> I need a, I need an adult. And that would be my agent. I need to communicate a little bit better, but um, new passport, new gender, new name. It's all done. It's all done. I went to the bank. I did that. It is, and now it's official. I am officially in the eyes of Justin Trudeau, in the eyes of uh, Wilfred Laurier, in the eyes of Mackenzie King. I am Ava Valiulis. Oh, I shouldn't have told you my... Oh, fuck it, I've used it before. Don't dox me. I am... Oh, fuck. Did I just... Oh, no. Some hater is going to hate watch all of Podgus and then get to that part right there and be like, Yeah, he's mine. Because you know they're going to misgender me. Of course they are. He's mine. Um, so please, if you're a descendant of Wilfred Laurier, I'm sorry. If you're a descendant of John Day McDonald, I'm sorry. But according to them, in the eyes of John A. McDonald, discoverer of Ontario, I am a woman. <laughs> Round of applause all around. Can you guys hear that in the mic different ways? Like a car. Did that work? We're just fucking around. So, so cause for celebration. <clears throat> I did it. I am a, I'm a girl now. Wee! 
Johnny McDonald thinks I'm a woman. Good, because I want to, I want to fuck him. Former Prime Minister Johnny McDonald. Yum, yum, yum. Um, okay. Oh, oh my God. Okay, this is a super funny story. Super embarrassing for me. And this is, you, you get the exclusive Alval journaling experience by being here and listening to my stories. And, and you know, you can't, you can't tell me I don't give you all of me. The good, the bad, the ugly, the fucking embarrassing. And here we go with category four. And embarrassing as fuck. But, like, get ready for some psychological self-analysis, too. Um, I did a show last week um, where I headlined. It was, uh, it was a whole bunch of new comics. It was the first show produced by this new comic, this woman. And, uh, sh and we had a we had terms agreed upon. It was in the middle of the week. It was, it was a small gig, but we had terms agreed upon for how much I was going to get paid. And it wasn't nothing. It was not nothing, especially because I insisted on my rates, you know, I insisted. And then, oh God. And then I, I do the show. It's a pretty good turnout. It's the first time she ever produced. And so she, we were all like buzzing. It was great. Great turnout. Great show. Super fun. I had a good time. Uh, audience was a bit weak, but whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, I would like that stricken from the record, please. Strike it from the record. Let's back up. Um, so uh, she comes up to me afterwards and she says, I have your money. But it's all in fives, and I'm so sorry. I hate to do this to you, but like I could, I could, and she's kind of like bashfully stumbling over her words, and I interrupt her, and in the most benevolent way, like like a queen, I went da 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 up 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 da 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 na 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 and I and I hushed her in a polite in a regal way up 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 up. And I said, keep it. And she went, oh, what? And I said, no, no, keep it. Keep the money. Keep it. And I gave a regal twist of the wrist and a, and a very, yes, you're, you're welcome. Al Val has, it is, it is a classic Al Val charity event. I don't know. I just, in that moment, between her sort of apologetically giving me money, like that, the weird little guilt complex that I got from seeing someone like apologize while they were handing me money felt like I was imposing on them. And that's a deep seated thing in me. That number one, number two, <clears throat> I, I felt, to be honest, like a little bit of like a maternal pride for her and her show that was a success and like it seemed to mean a lot to her to pull this off and so a, a combination of that and and this is the most concerning part this uh this came up in a post analysis way later but i think there's there was like a little strong a little bit small, a strong subconscious people pleasing impulse that was like, do the nice 
it sounds in my head like a voice that goes, do the nice thing. Do something nice. Do something kind. Don't think about it. Don't stop. Just do it. But I think that, I think the origin of that voice isn't so altruistic. I'll be honest. I wish it were the case, but I think, um, and now we're diving into like, what is altruism? Is Does true altruism exist in the world? Uh, now we're getting into that territory. I won't dive into that, but, you know, come to think of it, maybe I don't think that there is such a thing as true altruism. I at least can admit that in this case, I don't think it was all altruistic. I think a part of me was like, it would be, just think of the stories she would fucking tell. I didn't actually think this stuff, by the way. All I'm saying is that I think the impulse that that comes from is a subconscious need to be liked. And uh, so, yeah, uh, I told her to keep it. She said, what? She insisted. I said, no, 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 keep it. And as soon as she turned around and walked away, in my head, I was like, well, that was stupid. You really... I can't afford to, I, I have this back order of shirts. This set me back, you guys. I'm, I'm in the red right now because I bought all these goddamn shirts, which is why I spent 11 minutes pitching them because I kind of need you to buy them. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm not in a financial position where I can just turn down money that, by the way, was agreed upon and fairly negotiated and and is my rate you know what i mean even for my rate i kind of gave her like a a, a discount so ah. so yeah it um so i regretted it immediately and i and i and i and i agonized over it for the rest of the night and and then for the following 48 hours after that it was me talking to all my friends and, and, and a whole bunch of my fans. I posted to Instagram, the, the fucking thing, uh, Instagram stories, by the way, are my bread and butter. So if you're not following me on Instagram, by the way, and looking at my stories, then you're not getting the full immersive Al Val experience. This is but one of, of many, look at me fucking pitching like a mad woman. Anyways, yeah, find, find me, find me everywhere else. Find me everywhere else, and uh, I promise it's a good time, and you're gonna... Um, but yeah, Instagram, my Instagram stories are where it's at, bitch. But anyways, back to the story. So, and this is where it gets really embarrassing. Because for that first 24 hours in my head, I was like, you, it's done. You can't... You can't reach out to her and ask for that money especially the longer you go you can't reach out to her you can't it's gone you've you've signed it away she could have spent all of that by now you know on t-shirts of her own she could have spent that on my t-shirts oh well i mean that would be some positive karma but let's hold our horses here because in the end, I was convinced by enough people, personally, who reached out to me to be like, there's no shame in asking for it. Apologize and explain that it was an impulsive decision and that, you know, you need to honor your own professional rates. And, um, 
And so I did. And a lot of you also advised me not to do that because it is such a fucking Larry David Curb Your Enthusiasm situation I'm in where I, I do this benevolent act of charity and then 24 hours later, I come back and I'm like, eh, eh, you know, uh, a verbal agreement like that doesn't count. So give me the money back. What do you mean give you the money back? You said I could keep it. No, give me the money back. The money is still mine. No, it's not. You signed it away. You said it was mine. Yeah, but that's a verbal agreement. We have it in writing that you owe me money. And that was just a, that was just a kindness. I, I did that to make you feel nice. Now, now give me the money, <laughs> but it's my money now. It's such a curb your enthusiasm situation that I found myself in. But luckily enough, she was super gracious. And honestly, I don't know. Uh, you know, this, <laughs> this could have, this could have gone one of two ways. If we are really seriously uh, considering my reputation in the city, if we are really honing in and obsessing over that, if I had let her keep the money, then who knows? Word would have spread of my generosity and people would think, man, that Val, she is one cool cat. She's always looking out for the little person. Not, um, not like the, uh, not like little people, but like, you know what I mean? New, inexperienced, con she's looking out for the amateurs and the people on the come up. And she's like, she's trying to bolster the community. She's out there championing all of us. That would have been great. And people would be like, we need to hire her because she's just so nice. Val is just so nice. You know? But then again, people could have also been like, well, we could, we could score Val to do our shows and she'll just, she'll do it for fucking free. You know? So that could have gone the other way. But um, since <laughs> none of that happened and I asked for the fucking money back, oh, please don't judge me. I mean... Okay, you you can judge me, but understand that however you judge me, trust me, I'm I'm doing twice the damage to myself. Okay? So I'm taking full responsibility for this the I've seen the ugly side of my people pleasing habit. And Ever since I saw a single tweet on Twitter that said people-pleasing is an actually manipulative quality, like it's, like it's not as altruistic as people-pleasers would like to think it is. Ever since I saw that, I have been zooming in and, and dissecting and dismantling what makes me do kind things a lot of the time. And I gotta say, very unfortunately for me, I will openly admit, um, you know, I, there are a lot of things that maybe I do deep down in my core that, uh, at face, at, on a conscious level, feel like I'm doing them to be nice, but it is such an ingrained habit that comes from me managing conflict at home and me managing relationships with people and not rocking the boat and maintaining the status quo 
and being everyone's favorite. That is a manipulation thing. So I have seen, comically, at least, I have seen the ugly side of my people-pleasing habit, and it serves no one. It doesn't serve me. I mean, it would have served her X amount of dollars, but it does not, um, it really doesn't help me. I needed that money, and I ended up getting it. But at what cost? I'm sure, I'm sure, how, however, whatever level I reach when I'm f fucking famous, um, stories of my heroism will, will come up. And a lot of people are going to lie about me. I'm anticipating that. I, um, I've been, I've been a very good person. I won't lie. However, the, the, um, intention behind my niceness, my kindness, I worry that it's manipulative, even though it doesn't always feel that way. I just like being nice to people. But am I nice to people because I want them to like me? Am I nice to people because I know that karmically it serves me? It comes around and people are people will be nice to me back and people will treat me with respect and kindness in return. It is as much strategic as it is altruistic. You know what I'm saying? And a part of me worries that that's a sociopathic thing. But, um, maybe I'm being, I think I'm being a little too harsh. At the very least, um, we can, we can agree that the outcome is, is, is intent versus outcome, you know? If I'm being a nice person and I'm creating positivity and perpetuating a pleasant experience for every, if I'm making life a little easier for everybody, then who cares what my intentions are? I'm getting into like introductory university introduction psych 101 shit. Is altruism real? Um, and at what point does it not even matter if if you know is is the cause is is the cause any different based on the intent? You know, fascinating subjects. And um, you know, I'm not. I took an intro philosophy class in university, but I'm not a philosopher. And so you're going to have to get the, the answers to those troubling, deep human questions. You're going to have to get them elsewhere. I'm sorry. I'm not that smart. And that's all I have to say about that. The leg is coming up. You know what? You know what, though? Uh-oh. Uh-oh, all aboard the narcissism train. Uh, after I did just trash myself for being a nice person under manipulative intentions. Um. Oh. Oh, this was funny, too. Um. I realized, hey, leggings and a baggy shirt. I feel cute as fuck right now. I feel so cute, especially because this shirt matches my eyes. I feel so cute right now. I do. I feel like so cute right now. Oh my God. Um, okay. You know what else? Okay, so th this is this is one of the funnier parts. As I was the next morning, I was already uh, agonizing over over me giving away the money. And what made it worse was I went grocery shopping the next day. And 
as I was putting stuff in my basket, I, I remembered back. I mean, it was, I got paid in all fives. It was so, <laughs> it was so poignant, uh, putting items in my bag that were just short of like $5 and being like, that could have been a $5 bill. That could have been a $5 bill. I could have come in and out of the store like a choo-choo train buying individual items with all the fives that I had. Just like, I could have, I could have gone in, bought a thing, gone home, dropped it off, grabbed another five, gone back to no frills, bought another thing, go home, grab another. <laughs> but it, you know, since I was so fixated on this and so self-loathing about about passing on money for no reason. It wasn't even a charity show. She, I was just, I just gave the money to her, which, you know, it's a nice gesture, but we made a professional agreement and she doesn't deserve that money any more than anybody else does. Especially when she and I agreed to it. It's, it was my money. Um, so it just made things, it just made the agony and the stress of my entire, I was having a fucking breakdown about this because I was analyzing what it said about me and I didn't like what I was confronting. And, and that was maybe my altruistic acts aren't so altruistic in the end, especially when I feel this crushing, uh, self-resentment after the fact for having given the money away. You know, maybe it would have been a pure act if I walked away and never thought about it again. If I never gave it a second thought, then maybe that indicates, maybe that's a little nicer. Maybe that doesn't necessarily, maybe that's still a people-pleasing, manipulative thing to do. But if I don't agonize, but the, the more I agonized about it, the more it really indicated that I didn't do it to be nice because I really regretted it. You know, so going to the grocery store the next day and just dropping $5 item after $5 item on the, on the conveyor belt being like, huh, it was killing me enough to message her and ask for the money. So ugh. I don't like, I don't like what that says, says about me. I don't like what that says about me, but, um, there are worse things, and I'm only human. I'm not perfect. I do nice things, but um, there could be uh, some kind of a people-pleasing complex in there that isn't healthy, and this was a very eye-opening experience. So at the very least, I this is an opportunity to self-reflect and not do something like this again, you know? And for fuck's sake... Now that I think about it, I do charity and fundraiser shows all the time. And I either do them for free or I take a full pay cut. I have been, I have been working under my, oh God, for, for years now. And I'm still a sucker for a cause. So, so fuck. I'm going to, I'm going to take this opportunity to forgive myself because I get invited to do a lot of shows that are, that really don't pay well or at all, but um, when I'm told that, you know, it's a fundraiser for this or it's, uh, you know, we're doing this for blank, then I'm just, I'm a sucker. I'm like, 
I get to do what I love. I love doing stand-up comedy. I love it. And I'm so good at it. And it's fun. And so it's just a gift every time I get to perform. And it's a big gift when I get paid. But like, I got to step back on, on some of these like charity shows and fundraising shows. This is what I do to justify where I'm like, I get to do stand-up. I get to do this. And um, if it brings joy to people and also is attached to a good cause, then that's an easy decision. I'll do it. I'll do it. <clears throat> However, that said, I also need to pay my bills. I also need to pay my bills. I have not, I have not gone to an electrolysis appointment in six months because I ran out of money. I haven't gone to a laser appointment. I'm not hairy, but I, Osama been shaven a lot more. Osama been shaven. Osama been shaving her buttocks. See, I need to go back and do lasers on my bum to keep the hairs off my b-hole. <laughs> um, you didn't need to know that. I kept going and going with more and more information that you really had no right to know. <laughs> that you really probably did not want to know. Um, my face feels red. I am not, I'm not breathing. <clears throat> <sighs> I'm not breathing and I need to make sure that I'm breathing. And what if, what if I talk like this in this face register? It's still a little buzzy, but it's still, how do I get rid of the buzziness? I breathe, but still it's bassy as shit. And I don't know what to do about that. And now I'm getting lightheaded because I'm, Breathing too hard. Uh. Okay, while we're on this uh, self-deprecating run, I am lightheaded. Wow. Give me a sec. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. Hydrating is good. Hydrating is good. Have you hydrated today? We already know you did breathing. Did you do hydrating? Buy a shirt. I have all kinds of, and also different types. You don't have to do the one of me posing. You can do one with just text. If you don't want to rep me on your shirt, I won't take that personally. That's fine. However, I mean, people are going to ask when they see that shirt, they're going to say, who's that fox? And you'll have an opportunity to sell on my behalf. What would you say? Practice. Go for it while you're doing your breathing. Um, that's a good expense of breath. Use your breath to spread the gospel of Al. <laughs> um, <clears throat> while we're on a self-deprecating tear, check this out. Um, oh. Uh, earlier this week as well, on the weekend, I performed... I hosted a burlesque show, Clown Burlesque. And first of all, as an art form, I don't know how much crazier it gets than that. It was bananas. It was such a wild show. And I'm so impressed with that art form. I just think it's so cool. Um, I've seen really tame ones. But this show, it's Sweet and Sultry Burlesque, it's called, in Toronto. And I recommend you check it out because it's really silly and fun. 
And, uh, you know, it's a little bit sexy too. Everybody's people are taking off their clothes. One guy did full frontal. One guy dipped his dongus in his, his act was that he was a priest. And for, for one reason or another, I, you know, I don't know, maybe it was just, let's chalk it up to some kind of a religious ritual, but he, he dunked his dick in, it was a goblet first of holy water, quote unquote, presumably for the bit. Um, and then he reached into the goblet and he pulled out a smaller cup and put it on the ground and like, and like dunked his dick by like crouching in a way. And then he took, and then he reached into that cup and he pulled out a smaller cup. It was a Russian doll of dick dunking cups. And then he put that on the ground and it was like a, it was like a ramekin. <laughs> it was like a mayonnaise ramekin. And he dunked his, he dunked his dick cheese in the mayonnaise ramekin. <laughs> Ew! Ew! Um, and he dunked his dick cheese in the mayonnaise ramekin. And the place went nuts. The place went nuts. And everyone stood up and gave the guy a standing ovation. Justifiably so. It was bananas. That was crazy. Crazy. Clown burlesque is really one of a kind. Good for them. I had a lot of fun. And uh, I'll be back. They, they like me enough that they've brought me back multiple times. So I'll be hosting, surely, another show down the road. Sweet and sultry burlesque. This is my uh, plug for them. They're a good time. Uh, however, so on this night, uh, as I was leaving, I, and I, and I dressed up, I went, a, I went a bit, I went a bit showy. It's burlesque. I wanted to look cute. I want, not cute. I wanted to look like, I wanted to put the show girl ship in there, you know, get done up a little bit, wear a dress. I always wear jeans on stage because I'm so physical. And at any point I might do a deep crouch. I might dunk my dick cheese in a mayonnaise ramekin. Um, it's all part of, I gotta stay limber. I gotta stay active. I'm physical up there. So I need, I need the give, you know, the give of a good pair of jeans. So, uh, <clears throat> so anyways, I was, I was done up. And, um, as I'm leaving, the show is over. Everyone's kind of filing out. Everyone's leaving the building. And as I leave this, this girl stops me and she says, and she, she stops. I'm like away from everyone else. I'm by myself and I'm walking and she sees me and she goes, she looks me up and down and goes, Oh, was there a drag show in there? Uh, you know, nothing against drag as an art form. If you're a drag queen, a drag king, a drag anything, a drag royalty, anything in between, <clears throat> God bless you. God bless everything you do. But you have to understand, trans women who don't do drag do not like I can speak, I can confidently speak for, I think all trans women, we do not like being called drag queens. <laughs> we don't. We don't like being associated with like hyper over performative femininity, like 
caricaturizing. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm if I'm uh, misrepresenting drag in this description, but it is demeaning to a trans woman to imply that what we do is like campy and over the top and and performative when it when it really does dig a lot it 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 comes from a deeper place a place of identity see i don't know if i like drag could come from a place of identity but just my point is yeah surely you can understand what i'm getting at by now Dra trans women do not like being called drag queens because it kind of implies something about the way we look and so, as I was leaving, to be to be told, hey, is there a drag show in there? It just took the wind out of my sails. And I'm trying not to be sensitive. Whoops, sorry, shook the desk. And I'm trying not to be sensitive, but um, interactions like those really do cut your legs out from under you. Ask any trans woman, if you don't believe me, uh, ask your trans friend. But only if you know that they they are uh, they're open to answering questions like these. Ask your trans friend if sh she uh, doesn't like being called a drag queen, and you'll get a similar answer. I'm gonna try and roll these sleeves up, make it look even cuter. Yes, but not too high because my shoulders are bulky as shit. I look like a I look like a champion fucking dragon boat racer shoulders, you know? Rolled up the sleeves. It's just so big on me. <laughs> I love it. I'm so small. Ah! <laughs> I'm so small. Wee! I'm a small girl. I'm so gay and small. I'm so small and gay. I'm so, uh, I'm so small and gay. Oh, wow. That actually sounded okay. Hi, and welcome. Hi, welcome to Podgis, the sexiest podcast. Oh, that makes me so lightheaded. Oh, that makes me so lightheaded and dizzy. All right, it's time for the cool hour. You can see my computer screen reflected in these shades. For those of you listening, I just threw on a pair of aviators. God, aviators are the coolest. You can't tell me that there's a cooler pair of sunglasses than a pair of aviators. Are these lopsided? I think my face is, <laughs> I, I think my bone structure is a little bit. <laughs> Don't draw attention to it, Alval. Um, it, nothing's cooler than aviators, and if I do say so myself, I think I rock the shit out of a pair of aviators. They're timeless, and you know what? If even if they're not, even if I get laughed at by Zoomers for loving aviators, whatever. I think at that point, you just, you are who you are. And if you're old and you dress like a Zoomer, people are going to think you're a weirdo. 
you know? You got to walk that line. You got to know your age, but stay hip. And baby, <laughs> ain't nothing, ain't nothing hipper than a pair of aviators. <gasps> That's a bird. Um, anyways. That's a that's a scavengy bird. Oh, oh man, I did a that reminds me. Uh, I did one of my favorite all-time shows that I ever did. You can look for this on my YouTube if you dare. It was it was boy me though, so you know, prepare to be shocked. And if you're not into that, if if that completely ruins your perception of me then don't worry, don't bother, but there is a video. Oh, hell yeah. I might watch this later tonight. It's, I haven't looked at this thing in like a decade. I think it's called the crowd work set. Baby, I was doing crowd work way before TikTok, way before Matt Reif. Get the fuck out of here. Osama been doing crowd work. Osama been crowd working. It's called Al Val the Crowdwork Set. And oh I remember it was it was a it was a show for a junior hockey team fundraiser in 2016. So eight years ago. Um and man. Oh, talk about fucking dick dunking. At one point earlier in the show. Somebody in the front told me that he dunked his dick in wet cement. Oh, man, that's so... Okay. Anyways. Wow. Memory lane. Oh, some have been crowd working. Um, <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Uh, and anyways, uh, what reminded me of that was when I went, Ah! Um... There's I there's a running joke in that set where I find out that the team's name is uh, the Eagles or something like that. Or maybe I just make that up and endow the team with the Hawks. And then every time I, I say their team name, I go, ah, and then uh, so they like they loved it. And uh, I got mail. I got fan mail uh, a few months later from somebody saying, uh, do you realize what you've started now? Like that's that the, our team does that bird call all the time it's like part of our cheering it's part of our language with each other man sometimes when you are on fire this is one of the beautiful things about uh being a comic is that sometimes you leave an indelible imprint on some people that you 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 leave a legacy in little moments night by night with some people and that was my legacy for the longest time with this crowd was that they would ah to each other uh because i riffed on it so you know what trans women will be so open about their past huh who else you know what i mean i was who i was and i am who i am and i'm trying really hard and i'm trying really hard to change and i'm trying every day is an exploration of who I am. But that doesn't take away from who I was. I was also me back then. I'm just also 
I don't even want to say I'm more me. I'm just a version of me that I very much prefer to the old me. Does that make sense? Please don't take away my trans card. I don't have that born in the wrong body mentality. I was born in the body I was born in. There's something too like ethereal, zhuzhi, spiritual. There's something too intangible and unempirical about saying I was born in the wrong body. Even though people probably don't mean mean it that way. They just mean like they would have preferred the other one. And of course, um, I wasn't born in any wrong body. I love, I, I, my body has been my vessel my entire life. I just want to make some upgrades to a body that I much prefer. God, don't take away my trans card. If that disqualifies me as a trans woman, please. I also don't have a story about, you know, somebody ripping a Barbie doll out of my hands when I was four and that being the moment where I was like, well, I'm trans. I don't know. It came up like in maybe when I was 10 years old. That's when I started really thinking about it. And then shit got worse. Anyways, um, so is there a drag show in there? You know, I am, um, you know, I, I, I think I look pretty cute in these podguses. I think I put on my makeup and I have a little screen, a little thumbnail here that, um, if it looks like I'm looking directly into the camera, I'm not. I'm looking at me, <laughs> not out of narcissism, but to make sure that I'm in frame and to make sure that I'm like, you know, it also helps me uh, curate my expressions and my gestures. It just helps me perform. Okay. Don't judge me. We've already established that I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> I think. Um, God, I do hate myself though. I can't be a narcissist. Um, I don't hate myself. I'm just cruel to myself. There's a difference. I am unforgiving and very hard and perfectionist. That, where am I going with this? Get back on track. Um, but this is the thing. I like, I have friends who are like, you, you pass. You so pass. What do you, you pass as a cis woman? And and I'm like, you are objectively wrong. And it is okay. It's okay. Like, if you if you if you're telling what you think is the truth, if you're telling your your truth, then I think you're a little bit delusional. <laughs> because I don't. I don't pass. If I did, I wouldn't get called a fucking drag queen outside of a show. I wouldn't get misgendered all the time. It's just a thing. I, at, at some angles and in some performance spaces, I do look a lot more feminine. Um, and then I get pictures, I get stills of me performing and God damn it. I look like an angry male gargoyle. I am, I got veins busting out of my head. My jaw is clenched. Like I've like, like I got it. Like I was born with a hydraulic press in my mouth. It's, you know, it's okay to my friends out there. It's okay to admit that I don't pass, but I'm trying. 
I'm working on it. I'm getting there. And maybe someday, the thought has crossed my mind I might get facial feminization surgery. I might do something to my nose. Every once in a while, a trans woman, hey, fucking, there are so many surgery trans girls who all they talk about is fucking surgery. And I've had it with you bitches. Uh, but I'll get this from like a surgery girl who will message me out of nowhere just to be like, hey, you're really beautiful. Here's the name of a surgeon I go to. I'm just going to leave this here for you in case you're interested, in case you want a nose job, or in case you want a eyebrow or eye, eye brow bone shave. I'm just going to plop this down here in your consciousness and walk away. You know what you're doing, bitch. And it's working. Now I can't. No, see, look at this. This from this side. I hate this side of my face. Hate it. This side, cute as shit. Don't tell me you don't see it either. You know what I mean? Come on. If you're watching on YouTube, look. Cute side. Okay. Cute side. Yeah. We get we getting it? Cute side. Ugly side. What the hell? You know? Surely you see it. Look at this ugly side. Ugly side. <laughs> <sighs> Head on is okay. This side is good. Ugh. Something about my jawline, I think. And if you don't see it, then maybe I'm the insane one. But don't tell me that I pass. Because I don't. And it's fine. And I'm working on it. Ah! Anyways. Um. Is there a drag show in there? Are you a drag queen? No. Um. You know why I, I, uh, I've, people have told me before that I am very self-aware. I'm very self-critical. And, um, I never wanted to indulge or agree with that because that feels immodest. To be like, yeah, I'm so self-aware. That's kind of ironic. <laughs> because you sound like you're full of yourself. And so maybe, oh, maybe that's how self-aware I am. But I'm like, I realize how that would sound telling somebody that I'm self-aware. It's just like whenever somebody says, I'm an empath. You're like, you're, you're the opposite. Once you've said, once you've called yourself an empath, you have disqualified yourself from contention. Um, so anyways, I've been told I have, uh, a heightened self of, uh, sense of self-awareness. And I'm willing to uh, believe that from, uh, uh, from an objective place. I'm, I'm a performer, so I'm constantly, I'm a people pleaser, so I'm constantly managing how I am perceived. Um, and that takes a lot of self-analysis and a lot of self-observation constantly. Um, so, and now I was thinking about this, and this ties the whole thing back. Um, this ties the whole theme. Is the theme, okay, we're gonna come up with Podgus name now. Raging Narcissism. Nope. <laughs> Don't like that. Raging. <laughs> Raging Self-Awareness. <laughs> 
Is that raging self-awareness? I don't know. I, I need help. I need somebody to listen to me do this live and then take notes so we can write a summary a lot quicker so I don't have to watch this bullshit back. I have to pack for Vancouver. I have suitcases back there that are empty. It's fucking 11.40 p.m. It's 11.40. <gasps> I gotta get... Okay, let's wrap this up. God damn it. And I'm gonna have to edit this motherfucker? Guys, I'm gonna be up until 3 a.m. And you don't need to know that, but you do. You do need to know what kind of duress, mental duress I'm under. Anyways. Um, my hair is made of wheat. Uh, look at just how fucking fluffy it is. I guess it's fine. It's cute. Whatever. Self-forgiveness. Self-kindness, Alval. Do it. Um, but this, this self-awareness, you know where I think it comes from? I wonder about this. I wonder. So growing up, uh, I have a big family. I have four siblings. I was the second. I still am the second youngest. I was the second youngest, and then I and then I caught up, and now I'm the oldest. Um, that sounds like they were all murdered. Um, no, I am still the second youngest. Knock on wood. God bless. Um, by seven years, my little sister was born seven years after me, and um. So that was seven years. So this is, this, I'm going to tell you some shit that really will make sense about how, who I am and how I turned out. The person, the woman you see before you came from this place. So I was the youngest of four for seven years. And the youngest of four, the youngest kid gets a lot of spoiled attention in a big family like that. And I was spoiled and I was a cute kid. And I pulled good grades and I was a natural athlete. And it was just like, I was a golden goose to everyone for seven years. And then my little sister was born and I just got kicked out of position. And she got all the love that, that belonged rightfully to me, the youngest. So I think that contributes to the comedian in me who's like, who needs attention, who needs it and craves it. And has that chip on her shoulder, that resentful streak that's like, yeah, that self-deprecatingness that's like, I, I want to need your attention. But like, there's always somebody who usurps me, who deserves it more, who is just, who it just belongs to, who that attention rightfully belongs to, you know? Um, and not only that, but let's add in another ingredient to this bubbling cauldron of Val Val. Um, my brother and I used to sleep in a bunk bed for, uh, I don't know, I don't know what year I moved out. <laughs> I moved out of the house, put together my bindle sack, and uh, I went down to the local railway crossing, and I jumped aboard the next freight train to Albuquerque. And oh, um, so my brother and I shared a room, sh shared a bunk bed. <clears throat> and then eventually I got old enough that my parents were like, you, you should have your own room. <laughs> you and your brother are outgrowing your bunk. And so um, my dad had a workout room in the basement 
that was full of workout equipment, and one of the walls was a mirror. Full, like, corner to corner. I'll point at the corners of the screen. Corner to corner mirror. The entire wall. Um, so he could check himself out while he was working out. <laughs> and, fun fact, that was named after my dad. So, she's the we just keep adding all kinds of seasonings to the Alval cauldron of 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 the the narcissism tapestry the narcissistic tapestry that is me um buy my shirt wear my face on your clothes on your person represent me at all times everywhere all the time um anyways so big and and so my dad cleared out the workout room and that was my new room and kept the mirror. So I grew up all the way until I until I moved out. Until I came of age and moved out of the house and went to university. I, I slept in a room and existed in a room for most of my childhood with a giant mirror. I was constantly, whether intentional or not, I was constantly surveilling myself. I was constantly seeing myself, looking at myself. Half the room, the room was two times as big because of the mirror. It, the room looked massive. It was tiny, but it looked massive because I had a, one wall was the mirror. And I existed just constantly looking at myself. Pretty wild, huh? And so naturally, you can also understand probably where that, where the, the seeds of dysphoria first came up. Where like looking at myself, I was like, ah, I'm a boy again. <laughs> waking up every morning going, ah, I'm a boy again. Ah, all right. Well, let's make the most of this, I guess. I'm going to go win the 100 meter at track and field day for the ninth fucking year in a row, baby. I was so fast. I was always the fastest. I don't think I ever lost in elementary school. The the nar the narcissism tapestry. Wow. Um. Yeah. So, tell me, you know, who, I don't need a therapist when I can psychoanalyze myself with the best of them. You know. So every time every time I go home to visit my parents, and I sleep in my old bedroom, they got they got rid of that mirror, and I don't remember when. Because I could have swore it was there, like, always. But I, um, must have been a handful of years ago. I don't know. Uh, but the mirror is gone now. And now it's kind of like, why did you get rid of it when I'm in my prime now? You know what I mean? You, you should have got rid of it when I was dysphoric. Now, put it back up again. Because now I'm, now I'm in the gender that I want to be. <laughs> No, knowing me, I would still like dissect, uh, you know, get a message from some girl that's like, you don't need a nose job. And I'm like, ah, now all I can do is look in the mirror and see my fucking schnoz. You know, maybe we should have made my nose so much bigger on this shirt. I'm in profile on this shirt. We could have really put a beak on her. God, it all comes together, you know? We could have put a beak on her. Eagles, assemble. Ah!
It's fun to do. I recommend you try it. That's the new official noise of the podcast. Welcome to Podgus. Okay, I gotta stop doing that and it's almost midnight. Um, see, okay, if I speak softer like this, then it kind of settles in a little bit, but I'm not breathing and I need to breathe. But also now I'm getting lightheaded again because there's something about the way I'm breathing that is making me want to pass out. Um, I have more stories. I have more things to talk about, but we've hit the one hour, almost 10 mark. And, uh, I have shit to do. I, okay, so I'm going to end on some plugs real quick. I am, uh, this will come out on Valentine's Day. Hey, happy Valentine's Day. I hope you are with the one you love. I hope you take the opportunity to express gratitude for um, the romantic interest in your life. I hope your romantic gestures are reciprocated. I hope you have love and affection in your life because God knows I don't. Um, Haha, kidding. I have familial love. I cried with my mom like a baby uh, yesterday, two days ago. It was the most lovely thing. But, um, yeah, wait, it is Tuesday, right? Yeah, (laughs) two days ago, yesterday, yesterday, I cried with my mom yesterday, a fact you really, once again, did not need to know, but it was very nice. My mom and I had a beautiful heart to heart. Um, anyways, oh, okay. So yeah, Valentine's Day aside, I am, uh, I'm performing in Vancouver. I'm going to be in Vancouver from the 14th to the 23rd, I'm le- I'm coming back home on the 23rd, uh, so there will be no podcast next week. I'm sorry, this will have to tide you over. Watch it over again. See if you can pick up on any Easter eggs that I laid. <gasps> ding, ding, ding. Maybe I was doing some subliminal messaging. Buy my shirt. Who said that? Um. Anyways. Uh. <laughs> Who said that? Buy your shirt. You should buy one. You should buy more than one shirt. You should buy a few. Huh? I must be hearing things. That's probably a good sign that I should stop. Um. I'm in Vancouver. Fucking let's get through this. I'm in Vancouver the 14th to the 22nd. I am performing at Comedy After Dark for uh the week. Um it's all part of JFL Vancouver. I am the JFL fucking queen, and uh, I'm doing JFLs all over this great nation of ours. Um, so come check me out. Comedy After Dark, if you look them up, you can get tickets to Comedy After Dark. Um, I'm hosting Ola Dada is headlining. He's a very funny young man. Um, and then I'm doing like a JFL showcase on the Sunday. I'm doing full pint comedy at the, at Chill X Studios on Tuesday, the 20th. And I'm opening for Tina Frimmel, Frimmel. I'm opening for Tina Frimmel, the Tina Frimmel, if you know who she is. She's fantastic. I met her in Ottawa. She loved me so much that she specifically asked me to come out. And that's how this trip came about. 
So I'm opening for her on the 22nd at the Pearl. Uh, go to different websites, Comedy After Dark, for tickets uh, from between the 14th and the 18th. Um, or the 20th. 14th and the... 14th and the 18th, uh, Full Pint Comedy on the 20th, look that up, and uh, go to JFL Vancouver's website, look up Tina Frimmel, F-R-I-M-L, if you want to see us at the Pearl, that show is going to be awesome on the 22nd. In addition, I'm going to come home, and then on, I'm going to do a podcast, so I'm going to uh, talk about this again, but if you are in Toronto, if you're a Toronto fan, please, please, please. Come out to this one-of-a-kind show that I'm doing on the 28th, Wednesday, February 28th. I will be performing at the Theatre Centre. I'm going to be doing an hour of... It'll be my first, like, full hour since I did my special taping. And so it's going to be all new material since the special. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of things. It's going to be... Some parts are going to be great. Some parts are not going to be as great. But you know me. I'm charming as shit. And I can recover a bomb joke with the best of them. And it's going to be a good time. You'll get to see me experiment, try out a lot of new material. You will be at the formative stages of what will slowly build to my next special. And isn't that intimate and thrilling and exclusive? Yes, it is. So go to uh, the theater center, theatercenter.org, I think it is. If you look up the theater center in Toronto, um, they should have a ticket link up. Very soon. If it's not up yet, keep checking in um, and get tickets. Anyways, uh, that's going to be a really fun show. I'm nervous as shit. I still don't know how I'm going to pack like a, another half hour. But it's it's I'm going to do crowd work. It might just be another... Ah! I wish I could put that into spellings. You know, that's what I would call this podcast. Ah! Okay, I'm not going to scream it anymore. Because I don't want to get in trouble with my downstairs neighbors. So, so okay, guys. it's That's it uh, for this week. That's it for this week, everyone. Uh, thank you very much for tuning into Podgus. Thank you so much for tuning into Podgus. I had a great time. Did you? Make sure you tune in. Every week, except for next week when I don't do an episode. All right, um, I'm going to pack. I'm going to uh, get this shit together. Buy a t-shirt. Go to merchmonkey.ca. I love you all. Mwah. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you later. Mwah, mwah, mwah.